Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. The 35th Autosport Awards are back in their traditional location of the Grosvenor House in London and at their traditional time of year, everyone affected by the events of the last couple of years. And frankly, our award ceremony being moved around a bit is hardly the most onerous of things to deal with, but I thought I'd mention it's back in its usual place and its usual time of year and at a time when the motorsport world expects it to be. So we're looking forward to the gala evening when motorsport gets together, as it always does, at the world-famous Autosport Awards. And now we need your help, please because it's time for you to do the voting on who you think should be the winners. And to talk us through that, let's get up to speed with Autosport's chief editor, Kevin Turner. Kev, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, I I, was, I had a, a glut of top tens, didn't I? And then also I crawled crawled away to uh, to recover. But um, yeah, that's no, good, to, good to be back on here. Just a quick note for those with people with long memories. Of course, the Autosport Awards, in terms of us handing out awards, started in 1982. So it's 40 years. But the 35 is the number of times we've actually had an awards ceremony. So just in case people say... 
well, I'm pretty sure the Porsche 956 won the 1982 <laughs> Racing Car of the Year award. What's going on? So um, there we go. That's just, just hopefully cleared that one up. Absolutely. And, and once again, it's back. And, and in terms of the categories and bringing them together, when does that process begin to decide what should be in? Because the awards change. They are fluid. They do change over time. Is it the same as uh, previous years? Or have you had to include things and exclude some things? Uh, what are the, in terms of the decision-making processes, when does that start in the autosport year? It's probably it's probably sort of September sort of time we start thinking about it and start putting lists together. Obviously, there's other yeah, there are some uh, categories we know are always going to be there, but you have to get far enough into the season to be able to pick sensible candidates. Obviously, some years are easier than others, and some championships are more mm. obvious than others. And then obviously we have sponsors for certain awards as well. So sometimes there's a bit of a chat with them about what they want to do if they want to do anything different. But but generally, it's pretty similar year on year. Year. Um, we have a little tweak here and there occasionally. Uh, for example, you know, last last couple of years, you know, during the pandemic, we brought in esports driver of the year that we do with our motorsport games colleagues. Um, so there's little tweaks as you go along, but generally, you know, the the categories are as they have been for many years. Well, 17 odd days until the awards um, voting closes. So time is against us. Let's get into it and let's talk about some of the categories that our listeners now readers can vote for and they can do that online. And if they're a fan of motorsport, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, they'll want to have their say on this. Uh, we'll start with the first category, International Racing Driver of the Year, presented by Pirelli. Of course, this is such a big category and to whittle it down to four that we can vote on uh, perhaps one of the really more competitive categories to pull drivers into yeah absolutely and this is the first year for well what feels like forever since uh you know lewis hamilton's not been in that international racing driver you know nominees list uh, i mean this is where you've kind of got to be there's a little bit of artistic license in that that you we want to have it in different you know different series uh but also um <laughs> yeah, we, we, I think no one would suggest that, that Hamilton isn't one of the top four drivers in the world in any category. But obviously, it's, it's based on yeah, this season's performance. And um, uh, yeah, we felt that we, we basically chose two from F1. And it was the two that, at least for half the year, were in a championship fight. <laughs> I was going to say to you, is it, um, uh, no, not being cynical, is this not the Max Verstappen Award? But tell us why we should vote on this one. So, the, yeah, so the candidates we've got are, are Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen from F1, and Will Power from IndyCar, and Stoffel Van Dorn as the Formula E champion. Uh, I mean, I guess Max would be the favourite, not that I want to influence the voters, but I mean, a record-breaking season, wrapped it up four races early. I think he drove, personally, I think he drove better this year than last year. Um, uh, but Leclerc, I think yeah, this is his first time he's had a championship contending car. I would argue he perhaps hasn't had a championship contending team, given some of the some of the problems that he's faced. And he has made errors, but then so is Max, you know, across the, you know, we've got a couple of races to go, but a 20 race season so far, I think the likelihood of any driver getting through that without making a, a mistake at all is, is, is almost impossible. Mm. Um, and Leclerc, I think, has shown that he is, he is top class. We saw him race and beat Verstappen in wheel-to-wheel fights earlier in the year. Um, you know, he has led the Ferrari line, so that's why he's in there. Will Power always been a quick guy in Indy cars, um, but this year he um, he decided that he quite fancied winning the championship instead of just trying to win races, which in my mind should be the same thing. But of course, that's not how point scoring systems work. So he went for the uh, he went for the consistency approach. So he only won one race, but he added eight other podiums, and um, you know, and he beat teammate Jason Newgarden and Scott Dixon, who know a thing or two about winning Indy car titles. 
And then Stoffel van Dorn, something similar, actually. Formula E, it's much more difficult to win races because it's quite random. Um, it's quite difficult to, to, to sort of dominate that championship. So he took his sort of uh, his headline win, if you like. It was at Monaco, which is something that meant a lot to him because obviously Monaco, huge motorsport history. Mm. Uh, and then he just banged in lots and lots of podiums and consistent points finishes and came out as a worthy champion. So, yeah, we've got three three major international champions there, plus Charles Leclerc, um, who was obviously uh, yeah the only person really in the first half of the year to give Max anything to think about. And that translates uh, in three out of four ways and to the next category, the International Racing Car of the Year with Blink Experience, because we're asking our listeners and readers to pit the RB18 from Red Bull against the F175 from Ferrari, against Mercedes in Formula E, which has, again, got some really interesting discussion points around it and staying or leaving sports and things like that. Um, And then the BMW M4 GT3. Let's start with your thoughts on the BMW um, and uh, where our listeners would have seen uh, perhaps that GT3 racing. So, yeah, it's a new GT3 car. We, we try and ideally have new cars uh, in the list, although the, the Formula E Mercedes has obviously been out a couple of years, but we try and have newer cars. So it was a kind of a, uh, a sort of argument between this and the and the Acura that, that won the IMSA title. That's been around a few years and actually only has, you know, it has f- it's competitive championship, but there aren't that many different makes in it. Whereas the BMW M4 GT3 won the DTM, which is, you know, they're ranged against multi-manufacturers you know obviously particularly from from Audi and from Mercedes Ferrari you know it's a very GT3 is very competitive I think you can make a case for it being the most successful motorsport category this century certainly it's, it's all around the world and the you know the M4 new car it's it's sort of solved the problems of being an awkward car to drive from its predecessor the M6 uh, and as well as winning the DTM title uh, we should probably give a shout out to Sheldon van der Linde there who did a great job with it um, but it also won races in ADAC GT Masters British GT and in IMSA in the GTD category so Audi would probably could feel a little bit aggrieved Audi and Mercedes both had quite a lot of success in GT3 but the BMW got over the line really a because it was new and b because the DTM's kind of become in many ways, the sort of flagship sprint GT3 category. And as you said, in the driving section, the F175 is finally a car that could have won a Formula One season, whether the, they had the right team to to win it at the time. And I, I don't mean that just in the, in the bad decisions that were made at times, which has become a bit of a stick with which to hit Ferrari. But really, you know, they gave us the stick. Um, but also the development of that vehicle, through the season as well. So, you know, in, in all seriousness, like the Red Bull uh, started well, but is an absolute monster, as we found out as the season's gone on and, and Max breaking new records. So, again, those two cars being in it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think if we'd done this, if it was a sort of halfway through the year Autosport Awards, this would be a much <laughs> more difficult debate because in qualifying trim, at least, the Ferrari has been sensationally fast. You know, Charles Leclerc will end the season with more poles than anyone else. Um and I'd say, you know, at the moment they've got four wins and I would say they probably should have had seven or eight. Uh, now, they have fallen behind in the development race. The RB18 has been absolutely sensational in the second half of the year, by which time the championship was already slipping away from Ferrari because of the you know the mistakes and problems that we've already talked about many times. But I thought yeah. as a basic car, if you think where Ferrari was two years ago, mired in the midfield, mm. to come out with a car for the new ground effects era that was that 
competitive right out of the box. You know, fair play to Ferrari. You know, their, their design team have done a great job with that car. It's probably a little bit tricky to drive. You do get the impression that the clerk and science have been hanging on to it at times and, and not always successfully. Yeah. Uh, whereas the RB18 obviously was a little bit towards the heavy and understeery side earlier in the in the year, which Max didn't enjoy particularly, but they've kind of trimmed the weight off it, got it handing how he likes. And yeah, we, you know, Verstappen is, yeah, obviously he's absolutely on top form. He's, He's kind of the next guy, isn't he? Um, well, he's the he's the current guy now. Yes, he's the current yeah. benchmark. So, uh, and he's he's rattled off the win. Some of them easily, some of them a bit more difficulty. Um, but obviously, yeah, I guess the thing in RB18's favour is it's the most successful Adrian Newey F1 car. Which, given that he's probably got a hall of fame of cars, that's <laughs> well, he's up there with people like Colin Chapman, isn't he? That's that's yeah. quite something. And the way it uh, has used that power unit. We can't call it Honda, although maybe next year we'll call it Honda. I don't know. But Red Bull powertrains, um, which they've really aggressively built out Red Bull powertrains in a way that, you know, McLaren couldn't make that relationship work. And Red Bull have found a way for the, the British and the Japanese engineers to work together. And it's two different cultures. It seems to be a, a relationship that is going to get closer again. It's a real testament to how Red Bull have a very strong company culture, but but aren't so inflexible that they can't work with Honda and make that powertrain amazing. And then, of course, you've got Mercedes who are leaving Formula E. That team becomes McLaren. The people stay wearing papaya, but with Nissan. So really, as you as you say in your summary, leaving while on top, that Mercedes Formula E car, it goes through, it's not a spec series. It goes through fewer changes than other series, though. We're about to start testing in December the third generation cars and racing with them in, in, in January. But um, it's good to have that Formula E to choose from that Formula E car. Now, look, let's move on to International Rally Driver of the Year. And I think this this is a really, really interesting one because you've got Sebastian Loeb versus Thierry Neuville, Cali Rovenpera versus Oitanak. And I'd be keen to get your thoughts on this, Kev, because although if you are doing this on the outright season, again, it's the Cali Rovenpera award, but he's someone who doesn't particularly go out of his way to court social media interest. You know, he's obviously got a lot of followers, and if people follow him, that's great, and he loves it. Drivers he's up against have really big fan bases, and so when we put this to the vote, don't know which way it's going to go. He's definitely had an amazing season, though. Tell us about your thoughts on these four drivers. Yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're right, but I mean, I think he's driving us. Yeah, he's, he's done his talking for him, hasn't he, as well? I think he's been absolutely sensational. You know, he's the youngest world champion. He's taken that mantle from Colin McRae back, back in 1995. Um, yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I guess the one thing that you'd say against him is that he's, you know, he's not had to beat Loeb and Auger, you know, Sebastian Auger as well, uh, across the season because they're both doing part-time seasons. Auger, you know, Loeb and Auger reminded us of their class at the Monte Carlo Rally where they left everyone for dust. Uh, and then Auger did that again <clears throat> um, yeah, a few weeks ago. Uh, just to remind everyone that he's he's still got it, as though anyone would have been worried yeah. about that. But as this, across the WRC season, I think Raven Pair was 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 comfortably the strongest performer. Neuville's very good at not quite winning the championship, isn't he? Um, but then, to be <laughs> fair, him him and Tanak have had to deal with you know Hyundai had problems in that they were a bit late to the Rally One regulations. I think the interesting one in this list, in a way, is Low because he's not done a full. WRC campaign but if you look at other things he's done he's done yeah, mm-hmm. International Rally Raid Series where he was second obviously had his Dakar Rally campaign as part of that uh, he's been involved in Extreme E and won there uh, Race of Champions you know he if you're doing the versatile 
can drive on any surface broad definition of rallying, then, I mean, he's a, he's a legend, isn't he? He's, he's in the all-time greatest debate. But whether you think he's done enough with his kind of bit part campaign versus Roven Perra's record-breaking one in WRC, I think that could be, yeah, that's an interesting part of the vote. And that does segue nicely into our rally car of the year. New regulations, rally one cars arriving with hybrid power. Um, some got it more right than others. But let's face it, some did it with different levels of resources than others. So uh, the four in this category, the um, the Ford Puma Rally 1 car, uh, the Hyundai i20N, uh, Toyota's GR DKR Hilux, and the Toyota GR Yaris Rally 1 car. Now, of course, again, Toyota's been the class there, but when a big manufacturer likes that, like that puts its full weight behind something, then... It doesn't always happen. We've we've seen a few disasters in other series, but it tends to pay off. Whereas actually, there's some good arguments for why other cars should be in this category. Yeah, well, I think uh, let's look at the other ones first. So I think M Sport did a great job with the Puma right out of the box. It was quick, um, and you know, you, a little bit like when they won the championship with OJ. How good would that car be with a, a top liner? Because I don't think there are that many championship contending drivers. And I don't mean that as a disrespect to, you know, Gus Greensmith and Craig Breen or whatever. I mean, established championship contenders. You know, if you just dropped OJ back into that team again, would he suddenly be fighting for the championship? You know, it's difficult to say. Of course, they don't have the financial clout, as you say, as the manufacturer teams. You know, I think they're always kind of hoping for a bit more support from Ford, who who did help them in the development of that car. Then, the, you know, the Hyundai, you know, they had... Um, you know, Andrea Adamo leave the team, um, you know, an unfortunate time for them. And they didn't get onto the Rally 1 uh, rules as early as, as Toyota and M Sport. So they were on the mm. back foot and they've had lots of niggly problems. But the car has been quick when it's been working. Um, uh, but yeah, the Toyota, that's just been there all year. It's won the most races, it's won both championships. Um, and it might look a little bit odd to have two Toyotas in the list. But when we were looking at other cars we could look at R5 and you think oh, not sure about that but then you actually look at it and you went well the GRDKR Hilux car or truck is it a car truck not sure looking at the picture could, yeah. could go either way um, <laughs> it won Dakar it won um, the uh, rally raid title um, and it did so against some pretty serious opposition now you know we had we've had mini in this in in that environment for a long time BRX with the pro drive program and of course the new Audi electric attack so some quite st- stern opposition and they come out on top in both the, the big one and the championship yeah. so i thought that was fair enough to be in there well don't make don't cast your votes just yet we've got four more categories to discuss and then we need you to get online and have your say and pick a winner back in a second mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Turner. Welcome back to the Autosport Podcast. We're with our Chief Editor, Kevin Turner, talking about the Autosport Awards voting. You've got 17 days left to cast your vote. Next category, British Competition Driver of the Year. And again, this is going to be really interesting because you've got drivers with big, big fan bases. And so there's some loyalty there, but also drivers doing different things in different levels of machinery Take us through the four in this category. Oh, I'm going I'm to start with Tom Blomqvist because with, with all the will in the world, he's not going to win this vote, is he? Because he's up against three F1 drivers. But he absolutely deserves a shout out because he was absolutely sensational for Mayer Shank Racing um, over in, in IMSA. He won the Daytona 24 hours. He won Petit Le Mans, which also clinched him the title with fellow Brit Oliver Jarvis. He's also been a winner in the ET, ETCR, which is the all-electric tin top series. So... You know, we've got we're very fortunate. Yeah, we've got a lot of very good professional British racing drivers all around the world winning races and fighting for titles in all sorts of machinery. Um, and for Blancfist to be the, the sort of the the top non F one candidate, if you like, I think is is really quite something. So, um, yeah, well well done for Tom for, for getting in the list. Absolutely. And then we get on to the three British F one drivers who all for their own reasons I could I could see winning. You know, we're coming off the back of a recent race in, in Austin where that was the Lando show. And you think, okay, Lewis Hamilton, biggest Formula One star in the world, and yet everyone's screaming Lando's name. He's just so popular. He's cut through because of Drive to Survive. And then the George Russell has has built this fan base from being in a car uh, that that was at the back and he was outperforming and now he got that shot at the the big time, and 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 through his own, you know, Formula One drivers can be a little bit robotic because of the the, uh, the nature of the business and money and 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 things these days and social media. But his personality has cut through in a way that people just have fallen in love with George. You know, coming on the radio, going oh, "crikey," you know, and being awfully British about it. So there's three drivers there who who genuinely, I think, stand a, a shot. Yeah, so it'd be an in, this is an interesting test of how much it's a popularity contest and how much of it is, you know, a straight sort of performance thing. Um, obviously, there was quite a lot of nonsense in the first half of the year when Lewis Hamilton was doing lots of random setups to try and get the W13 working and George was able to pump in some good results. And don't get me wrong, I think George Russell's done a really strong job in a front-running car for the first time against one of the all-time greats. But I think in recent times... You know, uh, recent races, Hamilton has really shown that he's he's the other guy on the grid that's still on the Verstappen level. You know, I thought they were both absolutely superb in Mexico. Um, so, you know, I think ha- Hamilton, he's still hungry. He's going to be, you know, we've got, a, we've got an interview with him going in uh, Autosport magazine, um, the 10th, 10th November issue, where he's really still up for it. It's quite amazing, you know, 37-year-old still, still fighting away. But then obviously Lando and George are the two British talents that are most likely to step up. Lando's obviously once again completely thrashed Daniel Ricciardo, who are rate as a you know, really good F1 driver, as you say. Got, he's very popular as well. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see how it plays out uh, across those, those three. I'll be eagerly checking the voting uh, over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Rookie of the year is our next category. This is open to professional racing drivers in their first season in their respective categories. So them's the rules. Uh, we've got um, Actually, explain the four drivers here and some of your thinking behind it. 
So this means that Oscar Piastri can't win it because he's been dominating yeah. this award. Uh, but um, obviously sitting out a season, uh, I mean, he yeah. could win it again next year, couldn't he? If well, he's, he could, if he's he good could, against yeah. Lando. I think he's won it three times already. Yeah. Um, and, and Lando, I think, won it a couple of times as well while he was on his way up. So we've got uh, Rio Hirakawa, who is Toyota's uh, World Endurance Chapter driver. And he had a sort of an opportunity a few years ago he didn't really grab, but this time he really has. Yeah. Um, and good timing because sports car racing is about to go... Yeah, about to go stratospheric, I think. So good time to hit form. Christian Ludengard, a little bit of a tricky gig for him in IndyCar with the Ray Hall, Essie Melanigan racing. They, they sort of struggled to start with, but got you know got it together. Um, got on the podium overall, and he beat um, Indy Lights graduate David Malukas to their sort of the official Rookie of the Year title there. Logan Sargent, you know, he's kind of uh, given his career a boost with his efforts in F2 this year. Obviously, that season's not yet finished, but all all being equal, he should get the super license points to join F1 next year. And then, of course, we've got Guan Yuzhou, who is in F1, um, who got some un- unfair criticism, yep. uh, but has actually done a, done a pretty solid job. I think uh, him being beaten by Bottas kind of more shows that Valtteri Bottas is a much better Grand Prix driver than people thought just because he was hammered by you know, Lewis Hamilton over a long period. I think he's still a very good Grand Prix driver uh, and Joe's uh, has done a good job, scored some points um, and um, and has shown that he's, you know, he's far away from being an embarrassing F1 driver. So I don't think there's, for me, that's one of the tightest categories. I don't think there's an obvious standout there in the way there has been in previous series with Piastri so um, yeah I guess um, yeah, Joe will have the biggest profile because he's an F1 driver but interesting to see how that goes Next we'll talk about National Driver of the Year open to drivers racing in BTCC British GT or FIA F3 level um, and four guys here who are some of the nicest guys uh, that you'll see go racing at the weekend so really tough to decide um, who should who should win this one but all have got pretty good reasons for being in there well, I was really happy going into the British Touring Car finale this year because there were four contenders for the crown and each one of them has a great story, is a, basically a good bloke and you quite happily see it. So I was happy to sit back as a complete <laughs> neutral and go, I don't care which one of these people wins. Yeah. Um, obviously, Colin Turkington didn't make it into the into this this category, but you know, Jake Hill, uh, his teammate, Tom Ingram, who did win the championship, and Ash Sutton, of course, who came very close to being the first driver to win British Touring Car titles in front and rear-wheel drive machinery. They, the thing I really like about it, you know, BTCC gets a lot of criticism for its, uh, you know, its bish-bash uh, sort of reputation, but actually that's kind of a bit outdated um, in terms of the guys at the front. You know, that they all showed each other respect. Sutton occasionally perhaps borderline because he was, I think he was mm. probably hauling the Ford into places it shouldn't be a couple of times. But if you watch that finale, that one of the races, Jake Hill and Tom Ingram were side by side for about two thirds, three quarters of a lap and each time gave themselves, gave each other just enough room, you know, racing room uh, and they've, there's been very little contact between the major players in the championship this year and actually in recent seasons. So really good to see all three of them in the championship fight and up for the award. And then there was a standout really from the kind of support categories um, with Alex Dunn, who who looks, you know, he looks pretty sensational in, in British F4. I mean, it was, you know, it's not often that it's quite that one-sided, you know, 11 victories uh, and the next best was four. Uh, and mm. then uh, he he skipped the final round to make, to go and do the Italian F4 finale and finish second in that championship. <laughs> so, yeah, an up-and-coming single-seater talent, very different to the other three we're talking about. Um, but um, just just had to be, you know, couldn't, couldn't be overlooked. 
Absolutely. And finally, a category that you mentioned in the intro, we added uh, recently, and it's uh, one of those that perhaps people will vote on based on our guidance, if you like, or the descriptions about each of the four drivers in this, because they might be unfamiliar. But it's really important that esports makes its way into the awards because, as we've seen recently, actually, there is so many transferable skills with the level of of technical prowess needed to do well in esports that actually they deserve that recognition. But probably, based on the seven categories we've just discussed, this one, fair to say, might not be on so many people's radars, but important to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, the head there. It's it's become more relevant uh, because of the transfer. And in fact, the, the you know, James Baldwin, he, we know that he can drive. Like, he stepped into the real world and won a British GT. Won a British GT. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just, uh, he's had a, yeah, an incredible season um, winning across several series. And of course, just recently also took um, Team UK's first gold medal at the Motorsport Games. Um, so he's, he's probably a driver that might be a little bit more familiar to kind of regular all sport readers because he's stepped into the real world. You've got yeah. then Enzo Benito and Frederick Rasmussen, who are, who are kind of, I suppose, died in the war esports drives, really Benito has been around quite a while. Rasmussen is a great example of Red Bull just never doing anything by halves. <laughs> you know, predictably, they just go and get the best people they can, and they're a major force in esports as well. You know, they just do everything properly. Yeah. And I believe he's now won more F1 esports races than any other competitor. Um, so you know we're talking about yeah we're, we're talking about the sort of they're, they're the, these are the F1 equivalent drivers and then Kevin Siggy who's, uh, who's raced in other things he's been really versatile in the Le Mans virtual GT class Formula Pro Series DTM Esports um, and I, I like the fact that his sim performances have won him a real world GT4 campaign for next year which is always what I like to see is when they do step over so um, I think it's worth okay so it's not the same as as real world stuff but it's it's more and more relevant and to win at these things it's like any established sport or game you have to be really on it to win stuff so um yeah that's that's why it's sort of come in really well, now it's time for you to vote and have your say on those categories. I'm sure there'll be a few uh, people listening. Maybe you're a fan of NASCAR. Uh, maybe you're a fan of bikes, uh, other categories. Uh, you know, the, the the list cannot be endless, but please do have your say on, on motorsport. And, you know, you never know if, if, if people like Ross Chastain keep on doing crazy moves bouncing off the wall we'll have to add a new category of most most insane move of the season or something next year well we are looking at bringing moments we're in discussion actually right now bringing moments of the year back which would be uh, a panel decision and I, yes. I think Chastain's effort will be <laughs> definitely in that conversation. And also, remember, there are other awards. So we've got, obviously, we've got the Aston Martin Allsport BRDC Young Driver of the Year yeah. Award, which will be at the awards. The, you know, the Allsport Williams Engineer of the Future Award is coming back. Obviously, we've got Lifetime Achievement Gold Medal things, which may or may not involve some interesting other forms of the sport. So, um, but the, yeah, so the, the eight that we've outlined today, obviously, are the ones you can vote for. Um, have you got the have you got the website uh, address there, Martin? Yes. So you go to awardsvoting.autosport.com. So all of our listeners right now, uh, I'm sure they visit autosport.com uh, many times a day, like I do. A bit of a junkie on the homepage, but uh, you just add that before it. So you go to awardsvoting.autosport.com. That's awardsvoting.autosport.com. 
autosport.com. On there you can vote. Uh, you can see a nice little highlights reel of all the previous legends over the last 40, uh, as Kev says. Not comprehensive on there. There's some nice YouTube videos out there, by the way, for our listeners uh, over the years of, um, you know, uh, of Ed and Senna at, at the Autosport Awards, of a young Lewis Hamilton, I think meeting as a, a shot there, meeting Ron Dennis. Was that the first time you met him? I think it Is might have the, been, the, yeah. The, yeah, Mark, that's, the, that's the famous story. And just to continue, like Marcus Simmons found a shot of, because uh, Tom Ingram, when, he's inter- when Marcus interviewed him for the BTCC review, Tom uh, said, oh, actually, I, it's been my first time at the awards since uh, I, was a, I was in karting, and he managed to find a picture on multiple images of 13-year-old Tom Ingram uh, getting some sort of karting trophy. Well, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite nice to have these, uh, you know, catch these guys young and then them come back when they're sort of fully fledged, fully fledged professionals. Go to awardsvoting.autosport.com. Of course, you can pick up um, the magazine this week's uh, mag's been out a couple of days right now if you're an Autosport subscriber. Lots more in there to read in the mag as we head towards uh, the end of the motorsport season and things like MotoGP testing, Formula E testing, and then we'll be into next year. A little bit less Formula One testing than normal, Kev, but it's... Uh, if anyone anyone thinks that you're about to have two or three months off over winter, oh, they are very wrong. I can't think about F1 testing yet. I mean, we've got there, we've got our bumper F1 season review coming out on the fifteenth of December, and then we've got our Christmas double issue on the twenty second, which will have our traditional top fifty drivers of the year, which obviously always creates discussion and debate, as I'm sure we will enjoy, yeah. uh, and lots of other kind of cool Christmas features. Some of them looking back at the year we just had, and some of them kind of more historical, fun, featurey, interviewy type things. So I've just been planning that this week. So yeah, I can I, I can guarantee we won't be the F1 season doesn't mean you go ah that's that's it done now until February. So no, it's, yes. it's actually when it gets quite interesting because you get to pick some different. It's not just race reports; it's lots of different features and articles and opinions and stuff. So it's actually quite fun. Uh, time of year absolutely well thank you very much for joining us uh, once again you've got just over 17 days to get your vote cast now awardsvoting.autosport.com thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Podcast Network.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.